0: fam welcome to the mostly normal gamers podcast episode 57 Woo! i'm one of your hosts john swanson joining me today are my usual co-hosts aj id how's it going man
1: i'm doing pretty well hello everybody
0: and chris stern what's up staying alive my guy mr barry white himself with those deep tones <laughs> and we have a special guest today nicole Returning.
1: Nick Spit. yeah returning special guest wow. she came back how's it going
2: Hello, it is going.
1: That's good. Good, good. You're our first returning guest, I think, so. Oh, sweet. True. Pat on the back.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Welcome back,
3: also. Nice to meet you. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah. you too. Last
0: time you we were here, Chris wasn't here, and I was, maybe yeah. someone, it was me and AJ were, though, so that's one constant we got. Anyway, today we will be discussing probably a lot of Xbox games due to the showcase that occurred today. We were recording on the 23rd of July. Uh, we'll also briefly cover the Nintendo Mini Direct, very Mini Direct, mm-hmm. and what we can expect from Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 2 just came out in Famitsu earlier this week that they're in full swing on that thing. So we'll talk about that a little bit since Chris is playing that, I believe. But first we'll go through the lowdown. If you want to be part of the conversation, feel free to hit us up at Gamers MN Podcast on the Twitterverse. Or you can email us at podcast at MostlyNormalGamers.com or go check out our website, MostlyNormalGamers.com and sign up for our newsletter there that we'll get out to you in like a month or so, maybe less. (laughs) Depending on how much free time we
1: have. Do it. Go sign up. Do it. We could just send out an email that says, hey, everybody, how you doing? (laughs) How you doing?
2: (laughs) Have them write the newsletter for you. Oh,
1: there we go. That's an idea. That's (laughs) an idea. I like where your head's at, Nicole.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I'm always out- down for making other people do work.
0: <laughs> Outsourcing. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Anyway, with that, we'll go to what we're playing. AJ, why don't we start with you?
1: Well, feel free to comment on my whatever section here, because I know you're playing the same game, but I have been playing basically only Ghost of Tsushima since it came out. And I honestly can't get over how much I love this game. It just... Is beautiful. It makes me feel peaceful. Honestly, there's been times where I have just sat and, like, looked at the screen while I'm, like, having a snack or doing yeah. something on my computer. And it's just, like, the wind's blowing and birds are chirping. Actually, t- earlier today, I normally wear a headset, but I didn't have one on because I was talking with Sarah. And all of a sudden, I heard, like, a crow... Calling and I'm like, where is that coming from? <laughs> and I realized it was coming from Ghost of Tsushima. but man, this game is so amazing. Like, just the style of it is remarkable. Um, you could not mistake this for another game. The options for, like, having it in Japanese with English subtitles, um, and there's also a, an option to have it in Japanese with English subtitles and black and white. Um, I'm playing with in English with English subtitles just because I... I don't know, wanted to, like, be able to listen to the story and not necessarily have to read it the whole time. Yeah. But it's so cool when you actually do put it in the black and white for a little bit and stuff. It's just amazing. And, I don't know, the way this game makes you feel, it's so, like, deliberate. Like, for example, when you get into a duel, like a boss fight kind of thing, there's just, like, this moment where they're standing there looking at each other And it kind of zooms in on, like, Jin's hilt of a samurai sword. And all he does is, like, flick it up with his thumb. And it's, like, go time. And it's so freaking badass.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I love those little moments, like, where it, uh, there's those kanji symbols, like, pop up, you know. And it's, like, boom, like, stamps on the screen. And then the title runs underneath. And the wind, like, floats them away. But that's, like, a true, like, Kurosawa movie. Like, how they did them back in the day and stuff. And so is the standoff thing, which is really mm -hmm. cool. Um, But I'm with you, like, I've played this game for maybe, I think less than 10 hours probably, and Mm -hmm. I have used the photo mode in this game more than I've ever used a photo mode in a game before. Uh, Just because, like you said, there's so many picturesque scenes that you find yourself in, I feel like I go 10 feet and I'm like, oh shit, I gotta take a picture of this, and like, stop, and then obnoxiously post it on Twitter for everyone
3: to... (laughs) see, but Dude, it's... My Twitter
1: uh... feed is filled with Ghost of Tsushima photos. It's not
3: just you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, This nice. is like Good. the most gift game I've seen all year. Um, It's like all over my timeline. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. It's nice. gorgeous, too. I'm a little jealous of both of you.
2: It occurred to me while you were talking about it, AJ, I was like, I have seen so many pictures of this game and they're all beautiful. What the hell is the gameplay actually like?
1: It's It's close to... Well, hold on. Let me get to there. I'm going to once, I I first want to say, oh, this is kind of gameplay, but the, there's no mini-map and it makes the, it makes the immersion, no, it it actually does this thing with the wind that is, I think, like the new gold standard for how games should use traversal because you like swipe up on the touchpad and the wind just goes, and like that's the way you have to go.
2: Oh, mini map wins.
1: Yeah, so it's like yeah. every huh. time you need a every time you need like a reminder of where to go, just quick swipe up, and there's a gust, and you follow it, and it just keeps you immersed. Like you're not staring at a mini map; you're just staring at the environment the whole time. I think it's amazing.
2: Damn, yeah. that's rad as hell.
1: Yeah, and you're then right, get, man. go ahead. I
0: was just gonna say that it, I never thought about like how that from an immersion standpoint, but cool. you're at like spot on because yeah. that keeps you from having to pull it up and. One other thing I was going to say, like, it's been compared to Assassin's Creed, and it is very similar to that, but as AJ kind of alluded to earlier, like, it keeps you engaged, because when you finish one thing, there's, like, a um, optical cue to make you be like, wait, what the fuck is that? I should go over there and check that thing Mm -hmm. out. Like, so you can just endlessly play the game, and it just keeps telling you to do things. It's great.
1: It's almost impossible to get from point A to point B without, because... Yep. Like, a bird will fly by, and the birds bring you to, like, secrets and shrines and charms and stuff. Or you'll see, like, one of those adorable little foxes that you see on Twitter, and you follow the fox to, like, its uh, shrine. It, it, it's just, you can't not follow these birds, I've found. Like, if I see one of these yellow birds, I stop immediately what I'm doing, and I follow the bird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs>
1: um, gameplay-wise, 100%. it's a lot like, the boss fights are a lot like Dark Souls Bloodborne. It's like... You wait for them to make the move, dodge, parry, strike. Like, it's very, very deliberate. You can't just button mash. Um, in, there's this really cool mechanic where when you first run into a group of people, you can do something called the standoff. And this can be upgraded to, like, add extra, like, swipes with your sword, I guess. So, like, at first you just get one. So, like, when you meet up the group, you stand off and you hold triangle. And then as soon as the guy goes to attack you, you let go of triangle and he kills him. And then, like, as you upgrade it, like, a second guy will run at you, and then a third guy will run at you. And as long as you time it right, you can, like, strike him down, strike him down, strike him down, and then you got, like, one archer to deal with. It's freaking sweet.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that is cool. I haven't upgraded my dude yet to that level, I think. Like I said, I'm just, like, six to eight hours in, but I I only stop playing it because I have to go to sleep in order Mm -hmm. to get up and work the next day.
1: Yeah, I I could talk about... I could talk about this game forever, but I guess the last thing I'm going to say is just, like, um, the story itself is, like, super enthralling. Like, I've gotten goosebumps multiple times. I'm invested in these characters and these people's homes, and it's just so good. I can't recommend this game enough.
2: Adding to my cart and buying. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think, AJ, probably you would agree, I imagine, after playing The Last of Us Part Two, it's fun to have a video game ass video game mm-hmm. where it's like you're ticking stuff off checklists and stuff like, uh, and it's, it's fun. Like this game you would describe as fun while yeah. you're playing it. Yeah. It's super. And that's game. not a knock on the last of us part too. It's just, it's nice to have that, that change.
1: So yeah, it does Do a really good job. Oh, oh, sorry. This is my, this, this is all right. This is my truly last thought. It does oh, a really sure. good job of, um, like making you feel like you're learning the sword too. Like it starts off and you only have like a couple moves and then, As you upgrade, like, as you kill leaders, you get different stances. So if you have, like, one stance is good for shield fighting, one stance is good for sword fighting, one stance is good for fighting enemies with spears. So, like, you're even getting to the point where, like, you're changing your stance mid-fight based
3: on the enemy, and it's just, oh, it's so good.
2: (laughs) That is really cool.
3: Yeah. That sounds rad. Do you think Sony was intentional with the timing of the release of Last of Us into Ghost of Tsushima because it's almost like a shot and then a chaser (laughs) yeah it's kind of like the perspective i would have on it
0: yeah that's not a bad call man i like and the the timing being so like close to one another also you know like a month apart basically almost exactly uh that wouldn't surprise me at all if they were like we're gonna do this one t-punch plus we're reaching then of the generation so i feel like if they push anything past july you're just reaching where people are going to be wondering why it's not coming out on PS5 instead, maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. But I'm definitely glad they came in this order rather than the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be crying in a corner after playing The Last of Us Part <laughs> Two for a few months, <laughs> and nobody wants that.
1: And there's some there's some pretty messed up, dark stuff that happens in Ghost of Tsushima, but it's just I guess surrounded with enough beauty that I don't know. Yeah. You'll get there, John. You'll see. There's some there's yeah. some messed up stuff that the moguls do. <laughs>
0: yeah and i will probably I'd do a spoiler cast on this one i would imagine too yeah. at some point but um and that's obviously what i've been playing also and that game that i talked about last week the uh monster boy in the cursed kingdom or whatever <laughs> it's still great it's it's a freaking 2d platforming zelda game and it's it's just more and more again just like joy and satisfaction and it's brought my switch kind of out of hiding the only thing i was really using my switch for prior to this was uh Ring Fit Adventure, Mm. um, which I did yesterday, and now I can't fucking walk because my legs hurt, (laughs) because that game is hard. But I'm almost towards the end, man. I'm at World 21, and I just found out yesterday there's 22 worlds. Oh, no way. Yeah. So you're in for a long ride there, Chris, because I know you're (laughs) playing it occasionally too, but...
3: Very, very, very occasionally. I think I've played it (laughs) once in the last week, um, and... Yes, I felt very weak afterwards. Nice. What else have you been playing, Chris? Um, I am playing the hottest new release of July 23rd, 2020 Good Sudoku by Zach Gage (laughs) and Jack Schlesinger. Um, Are y'all familiar with Zach Gage at all as a developer? Yeah, tell me what he did last. So he's done a bunch of really great, um, iOS mobile games. Um, the last one I think was called really bad chess, which is a game that presents chess puzzles to you and then like lets you basically undo infinite times until you figure it out. Um, but the game that really caught my attention from him initially was a game called spell tower, which is like a column of letters. And then you try and find words. I recently compared it to Boggle a little bit. It's like if Boggle and Tetris had a baby. Uh-huh. Um but his games like uniformly have amazing UI design and aesthetics. Um and it's definitely taken to a next level on Good Sudoku. Um if you go to playgoodsudoku.com um that's the game's website uh, and it is free to download but um, I immediately after doing the tutorial paid four dollars to have the full version unlocked um it's really gorgeous um it has a really really robust hint system and note-taking system in it and the music is basically like lo-fi slash chill beats to study slash play sudoku to. <laughs> Um and my other comparison was like it's as if there was a Sudoku minigame in Persona five, which touches deep into my soul. (laughs) So um, if y'all are like remotely into Sudoku out there, I like cannot recommend giving the free version a try um, any higher. And I told my girlfriend about it. I was like very excited. I was like, look how beautiful this looks. Um, She downloaded it, bought it, and has played it all day today as well. (laughs) Um, Nice. And so it's been just a really nice break to kind of like pick at it. they do daily puzzles, and uh, Thursday is the, um, I think it's called expert difficulty. So that's been really kicking my butt because I'm very bad at Sudoku. But um, the game has a bunch of like instructions on how to learn how to play Sudoku better. And so I'm really excited to continue with it. Um, and the other right. game I've been playing, as we alluded to a bit, is Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, and I was going to come through and like praise the crap out of the sector five slums. I think it was like just a spectacular experience playing that I found the side quest to be really challenging and the fights to be really challenging, but, um, the hell house I fought last night, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I yep. did not kit myself out correctly, but I also am too stubborn to quit. Um, and I've, I was miserable, um, but I'm glad it's in the past, and I'm going to learn from my mistakes.
1: <laughs> How many times did you fight it?
3: One time. I oh, refused yeah. I refused to lose. Um, yeah. But oh, I also spent... Forever. I spent all 15 of my mega potions. Oh my gosh. Um, Don't
0: worry, you'll have like 47 when you're
1: done. If you're okay. one of those people like I am. Uh, I had the same thing, yeah.
3: <laughs> but... Um, I I had heard that the boss fights in this game are challenging and like I've I've found the combat to be really rewarding and really challenging, um but this felt a little bit ridiculous and I kind of am am I wrong? You can't change your materia setup mid fight, right? No. Yeah. I don't believe so, so I just feel like it's almost like being presented with a puzzle that you don't have the solution to, and then just needing to like restart at the last checkpoint once you learn the puzzle um is kind of what i'm feeling out from it um which is frustrating but i i'm gonna move on and and continue to push forward because i i'm really in love with the game um which is cool to fall in love with a game twice um in your entire lifetime so
0: yeah for sure that dude having never played the first final fantasy 7 when i got to that thing and i was like what the fuck is this like Am I seriously fighting, a haunt, like, a haunted house that's eating me in
3: a... Like, it's the weirdest fucking thing ever. It's like a fever dream, don't you think? Uh, yes, for sure. And that's one of those things where um just the, like, strict rigidity with which they follow through on what happens in the original game outside of, like, some things that are, I think, a little bit different in terms of, like, these weird spirits that are floating around and some other things, like is impressive and it's amazing to me that they can fit the same tone of like falling in love with Aerith and just being like, she's so cool. Oh my God. I can't believe her little cottage that her mom and her live in is like the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. (laughs) My girlfriend and I were like, so yeah, we're going to move there one day. Right. That's (sighs) what, that is the dream house right there. Um, and then to fight, the nightmare house within like two days of that. Um was just a, a little bit of whiplash. Uh but it weirdly works. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, I'm enjoying it. I hate the Hell House and I uh hope I never have to fight a house again.
1: <laughs> it kind of comes it, out of the blue too, because you're fighting like regular yeah. enemies and then all of a sudden it's like house. <laughs>
3: yeah, it was the biggest man. difficulty spike I've experienced in so long. Yeah. And like, I'm not very good at video games, like deep, dark secret. And so like, I was like breezing through the tournament that you're fighting in. And then I was like, Oh, one more fight. Like, I'm sure it'll be a boss fight. I had kind of forgotten the plot of final fantasy seven other than like the big, big story arc. And so like, I'm like going in, I'm like, my kit's been really good. Like I'm ready to fight whatever they throw at me. And I just like, I was doing like six damage per hit with my sword <laughs> as cloud. <laughs>
0: yeah i I only saw that that difficulty spike again at the end of the game and i don't think aj had the same thing but that was when i got super frustrated and at that point the game had kind of overstayed its welcome for me it's a great game don't get me wrong but 35 40 hours i guess for a jrpg it's not so bad but um
3: but for one third of a jrpg that you're buying in increments
0: one third see we haven't heard that yet though i thought they said it was going to be a trilogy Eh, we'll talk about it in a minute. My...
1: Nicole, how about you? What you been playing? Yeah, you've been fighting a hell house, haven't you? <laughs> uh,
2: yeah.
0: A different
1: type of hell house.
2: A very different. Yeah, I hmm. I played hmm. I played The Sims 4 for like an hour last week.
0: <laughs> cool.
2: <laughs> I bought the new Story of Seasons game. Still un, still wrapped. But you know, I bought it.
0: What I've story been... of seasons.
2: It's do you know Harvest Moon? Oh, oh yeah.
0: Like yeah, farming. it's
2: the it's the good version of Harvest Moon. <laughs> it's
1: like good version.
0: Like
2: yeah, the original some
1: developers. Some
2: point, yeah. Um at some point the um Harvest Moon team split. And so the original Harvest Moon, the Harvest Moon line g- game line of games as they are right now are honestly real bad. And Story of Seasons is like the original people um, coming together to make the game. So it's really good. They used the Magical Melody looking models, which means everything is fat and chubby and round and it's adorable. And I can't wait to play it. <laughs> that but I, sounds I, awesome. I can't play it yet because <laughs> my house is 90% boxes.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> well, Sometimes For- a box can come in handy. <laughs> For context everyone, Nicole just bought a house yes. so she's been moving yes. and and dealing with real life issues.
2: <laughs> yeah, signed at the end of June and it's been it's been an adventure.
1: <laughs> I can only imagine. It's a good way to put it, I suppose.
3: Yeah, what a time to move households.
2: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if there's ever a reason I don't want to move from this house, it's because of the detriment it would have on my video game playing for an extended period of time.
2: Right, I've barely you know I mean? touched a video game in a month. I uh, like yeah, I almost can't have two that. months.
0: <laughs> yeah, no.
2: <laughs> can't have so,
0: it. well, what system is that game on that you're?
2: Uh, Sorry, I... yeah. Um. Oh God, Story of Seasons. It's on the Switch.
0: Story of Seasons. Yeah. Oh, nice. Perfect it's on the switch
2: yeah it looks adorable and it will definitely be the first game I stream once I finish my desk (laughs) which I am still crouched under
3: speaking of leg day (laughs)
0: exactly Um, well I can't really think of a good segue from that but
1: (laughs) well, we have a sounder so how about some news yeah that's true (laughs)
0: We'll get into a little bit of the news regarding the next what do you installment of Final Fantasy VII remake and Chris, I'll first I will concede you were right. It, I just googled it and apparently is going to be three parts. But I always thought they said they thought it would be they didn't know. But
3: apparently you were right. Well, you know, um, historically games that are announced to be trilogies at the creation of the first one have a 50-50 batting average from what I know. So hopefully it ends up on the Mass Effect side of things instead of on the two-human side of things.
1: I feel like they oh, would yeah. have to really fuck it up to not make it to the third one.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they already didn't do that. Hopefully this one comes out well. Anyway, we pulled this uh, article from Jordan Oleman over at uh, IGN, and he's quoting an article from Famitsu where they interviewed Tetsuya Nomura, the game director for Final Fantasy VII, and he basically said development is in full swing and they want to get it out, obviously, sooner than the time it took, what was it, five years in between the announcement and the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake? Does that sound right to y'all? Something
3: like that. Ballpark. Also, um, no lie, like, ever since, I think it was the PS3 Final Fantasy VII, like, graphics demo, It's not even like... It was like people have been waiting for it for longer than the five years.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, and, you know, one thing... Yeah, they have the... Presumably, I I guess I don't even know. Are they going to work on the same physics engine since it's going to be on the PS5, presumably, instead of the PS4? And then also, I was going to say they probably have a lot of the assets already built, but the same thing applies and that... The first game took place in Midgard, and after the second one is probably not going to do that. So, I don't know. I feel like they still might have a lot to build, but hopefully they've been working on it for a while. He's making it sound like they we should expect it not like next year or anything, but it's not insane to anticipate it for 2022 or 23, maybe.
3: That just feels so far away.
0: It, it does. does, but it's not. It'll be here before you know it. Yeah,
1: you're right. At- I'll so, probably like it'll be like their, I have too many games to play. I can't play Final Fantasy Part 2. <laughs>
3: yeah, at the rate yeah. I finish games like it'll be the 3 games from now and I'll, Exactly. I'll pick it up. Well, and
1: Chris, you still got to chase
0: the, like, that dude that stole your PSP so that we can play uh not Advent, Children. What was that game crisis called? Crisis
3: Core. Yeah, I have to Yeah. Have to, have to, I'll send right, Jeremy I'm a text. will me my right PSP after. back, That's bitch. Like, I got to play some hey, Crisis Core. Um here's my new mailing address. Hit me up. <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
2: Are we hunting someone down because they stole a PSP?
3: I think so. It was Chris like one of worker. those, I'm going to loan this to you, knowing that I'll probably never see it again loans. Oh. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm
2: here with
0: that. It's unfortunate. Well, Chris and I were talking about how when I was playing the first one, we got to the end and they were talking about spoilers for first one. I'm going to so. take my headphones off. Spoilers. Uh, spoilers. Oh, no, shit. I won't. I won't uh, spoil it for you then. Uh, right. but there's it alludes Cancel. to uh, parts of that game so then i was Cancel. like how can i play it and i couldn't play it on my vita and i can't play it on my ps4 so
1: disappointing oh, so PSP was just trending like a week ago for some reason is it safe for me to come back
0: yeah, yeah sorry i had forgotten that you hadn't been we were <laughs> just talking about it five minutes ago my bad so yeah
1: hopefully it comes out in the next couple years that'd be nice to because i i'm champing at the bit now for that game
3: yeah, I, mean. I am too, and I'm not even done with the first one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I like,
0: I mean, having not played the first one, or I mean, the the first real game, having played the first part of the remake, I really like the direction it's going, and, like, it just leaves it open for some very interesting twists and turns in the storyline, so. Yeah.
1: Um, Nicole, so did you get a chance to play any of the Final Fantasy VII Remake? Uh,
2: hmm, no,
1: yeah, right, my history
2: wondered. with Final Fantasy is very sparse, Fair enough, but it's fun, I know, like, I understand what happens in the story, I just physically have not played many of the games.
1: Fair enough.
0: Don't worry, I haven't, I played 15, it was my first Final Fantasy game, so this was my second, so you're not alone.
2: Alright, sweet. I can't
0: do the turn-based, it's just not my thing.
2: No, I don't, I, I don't like turn-based combat.
3: I'm know. the only one on the pod who likes turn-based. No, I games. like
1: it. I mean, I'm not like. I, it's not my number one overall, but I I, I like turn-based.
3: Mm, at least I'm not on an island.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> Why aren't either of you playing Paper Mario then? Because I read that it's like, I don't know. It it doesn't sound like it's for me, mostly. Mm. And also now that it's too late to pre-order and get those pins, I'm kind of salty. <laughs> good, good point. Good point.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to open the like 15 minute chapter book conversation about my relationship with the Paper Mario series and why right, I'm not playing enough. the new one. But <laughs> we'll cover that um, at a different
1: time.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can.
3: I'll I'll record myself and send a, a one off <laughs> pod about it.
0: That, that should be like deep thoughts by Chris Stern.
1: That,
3: that's Trip a genius BI, idea. Like
0: our, our, <laughs> one of our side hustles, like weekly, that would be great.
1: You could put out like a 10 minute segment of you just like deep diving on something
3: (laughs) maybe i'll save it for the newsletter (laughs) yeah
1: there you go there you go go. um
0: the next thing we had this week was uh well today was um the xbox games showcase which um showcased for lack of a better synonym (laughs) um the games coming to the xbox series x this upcoming fall and some in the near future i guess and I don't know. I don't want to be the first one to talk about it because I feel like I'll be a wet blanket. So, AJ, you watched it. What do you think?
1: Um. Well, I've got a first couple times. Nicole, do you do you want to start us off on this one or?
2: Oh. Um. I. I um searched on Twitter for Xbox and then I looked into all the or some of the games that were announced. Mhm. And I don't hate some of them. There was some of the stuff I was excited for, like um, what was it called? Unavowed? No.
1: It's called Avowed.
2: Uh, avowed. avowed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Cl- you I almost had it.
3: Obsidian's hot and fresh cover version of Elder Scrolls. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but there's like magic deer and like that fish thing. That's I know. ten times better than anything Elder Scrolls had.
3: <laughs> I... There's a fish. I got pretty excited about the, like, rock block of Obsidian news that they put in the event, but yeah. I was really surprised to see this, frankly. I, I was caught off guard.
2: It's so soon after that other one. Shit.
3: Yeah. Outer Worlds.
2: There we go. I am yeah. so good at this.
3: Oh, Dude, they had it. a and...
1: DLC announce as well. Yeah. yeah. And
3: They're partnering with... um. Sorry, I have to review my four different little tiny pages of notes. Um, The Private Division, which I think is like a shooter developer that's in the Microsoft stable to make that, which I thought was really interesting. The DLC or the... Yeah, they're partnering on the DLC. Um, There were some really interesting crossovers throughout this, actually, which I think is cool to see like Microsoft Game Studios working together as like a family in that way.
0: Yeah, I was uh just talking to a friend of the show, Gabe Fall, and he was remarking, or we both were, I guess, about how quickly Obsidian somehow churns out these games. Like we haven't really seen anything from Elder Scrolls Six um from Bethesda, and it's been eight years since Skyrim now. And they're already Nine. Obsidian's already showing us their like next game after Outer Worlds, which was a pretty big game for how small of a studio you hear obsidian is so those those guys really know what they're doing over
3: there oh, yeah
2: elder scrolls six already please well, uh, maybe it's gonna be a
3: while. avowed will help bridge the gap there
2: it better it looked adorable yeah are you all yeah. are,
1: are any of you huge halo fans what did you think about that gameplay <laughs>
3: the cold open to use a turn of phrase i i I'm so my history with halo goes back to halo two or halo one on the PC technically, but, um, halo is like a big deal to me. Um, but four and five, like were good games that I like spent a lot of time with, but didn't kind of resonate the same way. Um, the CG like trailery part that it started with, uh, with the construction of the Spartan armor, like I got chills that, that score was beautiful um it just got me like very excited but um the gameplay like this is the thing that i always come back to with microsoft and it makes me feel weird saying it but like the gameplay is just looking like more halo and that's like how i feel about gears that's how i feel about forza um and so i wasn't blown away by anything i saw Um, I thought there were some like really interesting things that popped up, like the kind of the mini map and like choosing which of those. um, I think he was like going to take out um, some anti air guns of some kind. And it Mm -hmm. looked like you could kind of like choose which one you went to Um, and actually rolled the footage back. And um, they each had like the difficulty marker of like um, it was set to normal. But like it looks like you could like challenge each of those things on different difficulty levels, which Mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. Um, and I think you know the obvious like two things to point out are the grappling hook and being able to grapple onto enemies or grapple items to you and then throw them at enemies. Um, I'm curious to see how that plays out, um, and I'm especially curious to see if it shows up in multiplayer. And then um, the other thing being, oh, I lost my train of thought. Give me a second, sorry.
0: No worries. I I agree with you though. I I felt like it just. Look like more Halo, and I I feel like Halo really needed its like God of War moment, for lack of a better phrase to put it. Like it needed like a reinvention, not necessarily of the world, but just of the gameplay and uh, I don't know. This just looks like more yeah. of the same.
2: You'd you'd expect such an old game series, or just such a well known Eldering mm-hmm. game series, you'd expect it to have its grown up moment. Which is what God of War felt like for me.
0: Yeah, I completely, yeah, I couldn't said it. It's definitely a grown-up moment, absolutely. It went from, like, the hack-and-slash, like, college dude chugging beers and doing beer bongs to, uh, you know, like an adult <laughs> with kid, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, or that's how it felt for me, like, I guess, yeah. looking at it in retrospect. So, Chris, did you catch your thought or did it run away for good?
3: no oh yeah the return of equipment from halo 3 with the the kind of like force field that pops up um oh yeah was interesting Uh, it's touching on you know um i think people have drawn a lot of like obvious comparisons to the first halo game as Mm. kind of like the inspiration for how open um the the game world looks and uh the return of of any form of equipment is a definite like direct call out to Halo 3. And those are two of the most beloved Halo games for sure. Um, I don't want to like come off like I'm sour on it. Like even Halo 5, which I like played through on solo on legendary and, and just like rammed my head into over and over again to like inch my way through the game. um, Like was still fun. The multiplayer is always where Halo has been at for me, frankly. Um, And so I'm really excited to see what they bring to the table for that. But I guarantee you I will have a good time with this game. It it's like a pinch hitter for them. It's not going to disappoint. Um but again, like I think setting expectations at reinvention of the entire franchise after it's like 19 year history, like obviously this seems to be falling short of that and I kind of agree.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I don't mean to sound like it's going to be a shitty game. I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic Halo game, but it's going to be just that, you know, more Halo. Um, AJ and I were talking about Everwild to that game look kind of bad I, from Rare. Um, I love the art style of that game. Um, anytime you show just like these like kind of spiritual things with animals, I'm like, sign me the fuck up. But not a lot of gameplay
3: there, so I'm not sure what to expect from that.
2: Oh, crap. Did I get my games messed up? Was it Everwild that had the magic deer? and?
3: Everwild definitely had the magic deer okay. where they cast the resurrection spell and brought it back.
2: Yeah, that was that's the one I was talking yeah. about earlier. Okay,
1: well, either, <laughs> regardless, I agree. That game looks amazing.
3: The art yeah, I style was, is I was amazing. was really blown away by it. Um, I actually thought that was... Uh, a really strong showing from rare and i i love that like you don't see any combat in it i think more games should like try and explore like is does do you even need combat in a game like that or is like something else going on i think the like talking about magic and like kind of tying it into clearly like nature and all that stuff was a really interesting like I don't know. I'm excited to to see what that game has in store. I think it looks great.
1: Yep. Yeah. Another game that stood out to me that looks pretty good, which is called Tell Me Why, uh, developed by it's Don't Nod, right? That, that is the new Don't Life Nod. Is Strange game, yeah. and stuff. It's yeah. basically just Life is Strange 3. I don't know why they don't just call it that. <laughs> but it looks super cool. It's like a brother and sister story and they're like, I don't know, trying to solve a mystery from their childhood and it looks like it explores some pretty interesting ideas. Yeah. Did Don't on Make Life is Strange is that the studio that made that? Yeah. Okay. That's I think why.
0: So. Cuz I completely agree with you and I was but I couldn't remember if that was them for sure or not. But they I felt like the showcase was kind of not full of but had a few of those games that are like definitely narrative driven mm-hmm. um more like Visual novels kind of things more so than uh, like action type games, which is fine, but uh, just not really my cup of tea. Um, the next I thing, I'll oh, go oh,
3: ahead. Yeah, I think the other one of those was um, As Dusk Falls from Interior Night, which I guess is a new indie studio. Mm-hmm. Um, if that game like sticks to that hand drawn like, it's almost oh, like yeah. the hand drawn. Did y'all ever see a scanner darkly? Oh, man. That's I want to say I that. have,
0: but I can't remember.
3: It's, like, not quite like that because that was way more cel-shaded. But it, like, has, like – it. I don't know. I was really struck by the visual style and the juxtaposition of, like, the drawings with, like, the flashing lights of the police cars and, and things like that. I, yeah,
0: it was very interesting. Like, the characters are all still, but while the, everything else is moving or whatever. Yeah. It was very interesting. Anyways, uh, AJ, you were
1: gonna say. Yeah, the next thing I I don't know, this showcase was just like right up my alley, I feel like for like games AJ likes to play. Because uh there's this game, it's actually on Game Pass right now, it's just not out yet. And I think you can download it and sell it. It's called Grounded. And it's basically just like Honey I Shrunk the Kids the video game. Yeah. You're like tiny people and you're fighting like spiders, and I don't know, it shows you walking in front of like a, a Coke can and it's, like, towering over you, and and they had one of the most hilarious trailers I've seen in a long time. It was like, <laughs> yeah, that was are good. you waiting for the biggest game of the year? Well, wait for Cyberpunk.
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. that was Obsidian, too, man. Level. Speaking yeah. of things Obsidian, that's a the third game Obsidian is coming out with shit for in this yeah. year, but yeah, it did uh, look cool. I guess, and from my perspective, in a year where we're, like, launching new consoles, I guess, watching this showcase like didn't it's not that i didn't dig any of the games it's that i know that i can play them on things that i have currently mm. um and we like of note we just pulled this uh our art- article from uh us gamer from eric van allen about how they're combining xcloud and uh game pass ultimate and it just made me think of that like any of these games i could play on my ipad or my iphone next year you know what i mean there's there was nothing that stood out that was like i need to get uh xbox one x or an xbox series x to play this game yeah did you guys see anything that drove you to thinking like you needed to get the next gen xbox
1: well there's one game that i think and i'm gonna call this like the ratchet and clank effect because that's where i saw it first how like the remember when he was going from like universe or dimension to dimension and it was like folding over him kind of uh there's one game that they showed called the medium that is rendering two worlds at the same time and it it kind of like does the same thing where it splits the screen in half and you can see like she's like at some like abandoned old hospital but then in the other one she's in like i don't even know like ancient times with demons or something like that like i don't know it's called the medium so maybe she's in like the demon plane but
3: the walls that were game. made out of flesh. There yeah. was some serious stuff going on. She's aged like a hundred years. She's got silver hair.
1: Yeah. I,
3: I And so something that I think is interesting, I was trying to pay pretty close attention to this. It seemed like certain games and definitely, you know, I think they listed like seven, uh, you know, console launch exclusives. Um, mm-hmm. Several of those did say Xbox Series X or PC, whereas games that are, going to work on the Xbox One, Just made sure to throw in Xbox One at the bottom, I think, but it's mm. really unclear to me. And I don't know if anyone else like was able to parse that more carefully than I was, um, but that was definitely one that did not mention the Xbox One at the bottom, and I don't know how you do that without a beef The next-gen
1: power, yeah. yeah,
3: uh,
0: Right, and that was kind of Microsoft's whole thing. like They weren't going to make... Xbox like next gen exclusive games for I thought they had said two years yeah something like that so um it seems like maybe they're walking that back a little bit now I'm not well I think
3: a lot of those might have happened during the third party part of it where they were like showing who they're oh gotcha um I would have to go back and look at the tape as they say but um the other thing that I was really impressed by was um talking about like how intense the upgrades are going to be to games like destiny two and uh to ori and the will of the wisps like they're throwing out 4k with hdr and 120 frames per second on ori like i'm not like a person who gets excited about numbers when it comes to games usually but like i understand enough to say like that's impressive even though you know ori's I know Ori runs poorly on some of the baseline Xboxes, but um, you know it's not like the most visually intensive game, but I don't know. They definitely like dropped the numbers.
0: Yeah, that I Ori and the Will of Lewis is pretty freaking rad. I love that's my game of the year so far this year, so I would definitely be into playing it. But I, I wonder how that works for well, I guess they haven't released the the update or whatever you want to call it, because I played it on my pc hooked up to my tv so um but i wouldn't have had those upgrades or whatever so that i don't know that i'll go back to it but um yeah anyway glad you guys are stoked for it
3: yeah i the one thing i don't i really want to make sure we don't miss um and and speaking of things that are like targeted directly at you um is the game the gunk which is from image and form games it's the studio oh, yeah. behind steam world and like steam world high steam world dig um steam world quest
0: oh is uh, it really
3: yeah and i didn't catch that so i really love steam world dig um i've only played the first one but i like went out of my way to get all of the steam world games for my switch um steam world quest i'm like pretty critical of card games uh and i stuck with it for a while but uh i didn't vibe with it right but just to see them like move into 3D, and that game looked gorgeous to me. I think the character design is super cool. I kept yelling. like I was sitting at work with my manager right next to me, and I was just going like, Look at that big hand! That's a cool big hand! <laughs> um, and I just am really excited to see what that studio does when it comes to like making a 3D game. Um I think they've like proven their chops on making really really compelling gameplay loops and I want to see how they translate it into 3D. I like I'm not going to lie like <laughs> the most excited I came away from this was was seeing that game um which I think says a lot for like their pedigree.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm with you. I didn't know they made they were developing that because I Steamworld Dig 2 was fantastic. And then that made me go play it with- SteamWorld Dig 1, which wasn't as good as 2, but they, from what I've heard of their games since then, uh, they do a great job whatever genre they release a game in, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the steampunky thing like uh, SteamWorld, but um, now I'm way more excited. I did dig that art, art style, but now I'm more excited about it than I was before. And now AJ has a title for the episode because it can just be Big Giant Hand.
3: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well speaking of big giant hands i do want to call out i did the madam m sequence last night and uh, <laughs> uh cloud has some big giant hands
1: oh yeah that's oh,
3: a great yeah, that's scene right. that whole part yeah, is it just so that. fun <laughs> yeah
0: um, <laughs> uh well hold on did last you get all the dresses we... We... real quick did you get all the? oh dresses?
3: i am not that far yet i don't have oh. any
0: dresses so oh yeah there's like nine of them i guess anyway
1: I just wanted to mention Fable before we moved on from that story oh, yeah. because yeah. Fable is yeah. I well, wanna I, like have my little dog. I
0: wonder if I never played, played a Fable have. game. So.
3: Was the dog in Fable three? I, I never got to three. I can't remember. Nicole, you played Fable back in the day?
2: Um I did a little bit. Fable's actually one of my roommates, Naomi, it's one of her favorite game series ever. Okay, she loves awesome. fable so much. So when I saw the trailer, I had to send it to her, um, even though I didn't show much, but
3: it was it's exciting. Very, it was a, that was a teaser ass teaser, yeah. yeah, um something that I thought was really cool is uh, I think like two years ago, and I don't remember what podcast I was listening to, but there was a rumor going around that playground games, who does the Forza Horizon games was going to be the studio taking on fable. And that was confirmed with this that those are the folks who are doing this. And yeah. I think that's really cool. They I mean, Forza Horizon's is basically an open world game, and I'm really fascinated to see what they do with it. It almost reminds me loosely of when Gorilla like stepped out of the shadows of Killzone to make Horizon. Right. Like, I think it could be like that level of thing. Like, I really think if you're looking for the the like hashtag glow up moment of this, it could be Playground getting to work on Fable.
0: Yeah. I I've I've heard they're great, but I've just never played one, so I don't I'm sure I will play it, but yeah, and it didn't have a release date, did it? So we don't know how no. far they are yeah. into it. And guessing that by the trailer that was like definitely a cinematic trailer, I would guess yeah. they've got a ways to go.
3: For sure. Well, I think the cool thing is like it's been rumored that they've been working on it for like one or two years, right? If my memory's, you know, time what is time anymore, as we all know. But um it, it could be way further in development than any of us think, hypothetically. And I like that it kept the tone of the Fable games, which is like very, very like cheeky mm. British comedy. Um I was I was impressed. I I wasn't blown away. Fable's not like my all-time favorite series, but like i'm excited to see what they do
1: yeah it was funny having the fairy just like get eaten by the toad or the frog yeah. or whatever yeah, I was yeah. like,
3: oh, oh so they're they're not doing like a, a grandiose fantasy reboot of this it's it's just gonna be still like fairy tale goofiness which is i think good for sure
0: mm-hmm. um the next thing we had was a showcase i guess if you want to call it that this week was uh Nintendo's mini, very mini-direct, micro-direct, which they announced some third-party games. I didn't catch it, and after reading a brief summary of it, don't feel compelled to go back and uh, read (laughs) it. But I know uh, some of y'all out there are probably excited about it. I know Shin Megami Tensei is pretty big. They're remaking the third one uh, and making a fifth one. Um, There's some crossover there that I'm unfamiliar with, but know it exists with the Persona universe too. So um, I don't know if you were into Persona, Chris, you're into these types of games. You had anything to say about them?
3: Um, So the mainline SMT games are, uh, are very, very challenging RPGs from what I understand. And the only thing that I have as a takeaway is when I saw the main character of Nocturne, it like touched on a deep, deep seated, like, childhood video game magazine memory of seeing like the black with green lines like decoration on this character's back on like an electronic gaming monthly cover and it just hit like a nostalgia for something i've never played in a way that something hasn't (laughs) done in a really long time Um, you gotta love that yeah i i know people who are like very into smt are very very excited about The fact that that's getting remastered it's uh, you know i quick like went and looked at the metacritics and like it was like pretty universally praised by all of the big outlets back in the day when it came out um and it i don't know the you know i think knowing my taste in rpgs it sounds like they're going to be a little bit too hard for me but i thought it was cool it's awesome to see that nintendo's like highlighting those things and i think they'll be huge in japan for sure i think smt is like a really big series back home for them um the one thing that like really stood out to me is the cadence of hyrule dlc where you get to play as the skull kid from majora's mask and like change masks to change abilities um i never finished cadence of hyrule but i would be looking for any excuse to play as skull kid i am a huge majora's mask fan so nice
0: yeah i played i think they released the first one not Cadence of Hyrule, but the what was the something Necromancer?
3: Crypt of the Necro Dancer.
0: Yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer, Dancer. That's what it is. Um, I played a little bit of that because it was on sale when they announced that game, the um, the Zelda related one, and uh, I couldn't just because I have no rhythm, I couldn't get into it, I guess, and uh, so I never carried on with it. But I've heard. Great things about both games. So that's cool for the those of y'all out there that are excited for
1: that. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Feel the rhythm. All right. It's Bob's you guys said got time. <laughs> I just watched Cool Runnings not too long ago. <laughs> it's it's on Disney Plus. Seriously? Yeah, it's no. on Disney Plus. It's on what?
0: Oh dude. I <laughs> I wish I had your amount of free time, man. <laughs> I'm so jealous.
2: Free
0: time. Um well, with that wonderful note, you guys want to go out with the – did you read my mostly normal question? What do you all think about that one? I
1: did. I'm down. It's always been a
0: a ponderous thought to me as um, why don't – why do they make men's underwear without wiener holes? Like why is that a thing? Like they make them with them, which makes sense. But why do they have them without? And I'm asking this question. I'm not going to give an answer because I don't have one.
1: I'm saying that they're the most worthless – creation ever Uh, i don't know that i've ever used what are we calling them the wiener hole (laughs) i don't know that i've ever used the wiener hole the dick slide really you've
3: never used the crotch flap no
1: i just pull my boxers like over myself and then go i don't (laughs) want to worry about like putting things through holes when i'm like trying to pee
3: (laughs) i converted my entire underwear collection to boxer briefs that don't have the wiener hole um, yeah why? i don't have them you know the girlfriend says they fit right so <laughs> well
1: and also i get pretty much all of my underwear now from that uh we're not sponsored but i'm sure you guys are familiar <laughs> it's like the they're me undies so <laughs> yeah for <laughs> sure they my don't wife have finally
0: them. found some that do though so oh. she like subscribed to like the monthly thing that they send you. And she made sure because she knows my contention with the lack of a wiener hole in underwear, she made sure she was like, These ones have the wiener holes, don't worry. Well that's so, that's love. Nicole, that's a what's lot your of take? wiener holes. I want to know a woman's <laughs> perspective on this.
2: A woman, Not having
0: a wiener, what would you think?
2: A woman who doesn't normally wear boxers at all. I say I don't know because it doesn't affect me.
1: <laughs> it doesn't affect me either. I've never used I don't, a wiener hole. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I've, like, the, of the couple pairs of boxers that I've ever worn in my life, it made no difference whether or not there was a wiener hole.
0: That's true. you got to pull them down either way.
2: Yeah, yeah you can have,
3: really, really opt out of that really easily. I'll have yeah. to
2: Yealous. interrogate my boyfriend tonight.
3: Yeah, Like, Tell sure. me so
2: about the wiener holes.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, him, see what I want to know <laughs> next time you're on. I want to know what his answer is <laughs> if he's a wiener hole guy or no. Because I, AJ, my question to you is what do you do when you're wearing a belt? Then
1: I just undo the belt, I guess. I just see undo that's the just
0: more work, dude. Yeah, and then how do you hold your pants up while you're peeing? Like, do you have hold your hands like on both sides so your pants Kinda. up all that
1: on? Yeah, sort of. Then how you one hand for your or what? <laughs> See, I'm gonna That's a lot of yeah. work,
0: dude. There's that takes way too much coordination. There's no way I could handle that. No way. I'm gonna
3: be deep in thought, like reflecting on exactly how I handle it. Next time I, I go think to the it's bathroom. One for aiming and one for shorts and/or pants suspension. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just, I just sent off a t- text to the boyfriend. How do you feel about boxers with no wiener hole? So if he hurries, we can get his
0: <laughs> yeah. You let us know. Well, with
2: that. Well, hold go on. Ahead, Adrian.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, Nicole, um, you're still doing a little bit of streaming and stuff, right? Uh, where where can people find you on that and stuff?
2: Oh, um, you can find me now on twitch.tv slash nick underscore spit. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at now since so, Mixer went...
1: Yeah, can you just elaborate a little yeah. bit on that? Um, I know we're getting close to the end of our episode here, but I want to know as a person who was like a pretty regular mixer streamer like what what was that all like
2: it was shitty i mean one day like mixer is silent microsoft and mixer are silent for months giving us barely anything new and then suddenly one day they're just like oh by the way we're closing so uh screw every single one of you we're going to facebook and it, it, was, it was super shitty because no one knew until they dropped the tweets. That's how everyone found out. And it was super shitty. So most people have now gone to Twitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and to associate it with Facebook, too, I think, to me, as an outsider, not, like, I mean, I stream very infrequently on Twitch. But if I had built a community, like, shutting down and then above that, sending you to Facebook, that's like a... Big slap in the face to me.
2: Yeah. It, I don't know how you
0: felt about that. but Yeah,
2: the numbers, it's. I'm not exactly a big streamer in any way. I think I left Mixer with like 88 followers, which is nothing. Um, people move to Facebook and they've seen like one sixth of the numbers that they saw on Mixer, which Jeez. is already small. Um, so even people who I know who have gone to Facebook are turning around and going yeah i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go to twitch instead (laughs) it's uh not pretty
0: it it makes me wonder why twitch signs these people to exclusive stream deals because where the fuck else are you gonna go sign you know what i mean like everyone's going
3: to youtube
0: oh are they but is does youtube offer as much of a deal as uh twitch does like I, I, I didn't think the monetization of Twitch was, or I'm sorry, of YouTube was as good as it was with Twitch, but maybe I that's misinformed.
3: So that. Yeah, I, I'm not on the business end, but I'm sad to hear that the Facebook transition wasn't like good for everyone. I know they like were very right. intentional about partnering with them, and I would, I had hoped that it would be an okay transition, but I think it's no, op-
2: it was, it was so rough. They left everyone to fend for themselves.
3: That sucks. Yeah. Ufda, uh, as they Girl, say.
1: Ufda in da. the oof, da. Absolutely. Da, well, yeah, everybody, was... that does it for our show today. Thank you, listeners, so much for joining the podcast this week. Nicole, thanks for coming back.
2: Thanks for letting me come back. Yeah,
1: being a our first anytime. return guest. You mentioned I people can
2: about too much horse vagina last time.
1: <laughs> no, that's uh, that's actually what we the reason why we asked you back. We okay. were hoping for more of that. Uh, you you You're, your hot
0: horse vagina takes.
1: Yeah, and uh, we talked about cyberpunk genital customization, too, in that episode, I
3: think. <laughs> there was a Did
1: lot we? of vagina talk <laughs> last yeah. time I was on.
3: And this time, a lot of wiener talk.
1: Yeah, yeah. so and now it's go. fair, I guess. Nicole, you mentioned that uh, you stream on Twitch. you have a place people can find you on Twitter as well?
2: Yes, um, I'm on Twitch and Twitter at the same username, N-I-C underscore S-P-I-T.
1: Awesome. You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D E-I-D-E Please give me a follow. John, where can people find you?
0: I am at Johnny
3: Sampsonite on the Twitter. Awesome
1: sauce. Chris?
3: Uh, You can see my mundane video game thoughts at at VGOccasion.
1: I think you got some pretty good tweets. You're putting out polls over there. You actually have some opinions which is more than I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm,
3: I'm trying. AJ's
0: mostly pictures of his dog.
1: Yeah, Which and are just, still
3: good. But, and just um, even better content, <laughs> frankly, as Pat Pictures. <laughs> so.
1: All right. Well, once again, if you want to contribute to the content, you can send emails to podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. Sign up for our emailing list there. Follow us on Twitter at MA Gamers Podcast. And yeah, that's it for our show today. Everybody, I think it was a good one. Now, go play some games. Yeah, we'll
0: see
2: you next week. <laughs> Bye. <out>. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. all right. Exactly. <laughs>